when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have a great repeat guest, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Her name is Deb Creer, and she's coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia. And she is just a sweetheart. And we're going to be talking today about using LinkedIn to help promote your own personal brand. So, Deb, how the heck are you? Well, I'm doing just fine. How are y'all? That's about as Southern as I get. (laughs) That's not too bad. It sounds like you've been drinking sweet tea, too, you know? (laughs) Oh, mm, no, no, can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, speaking of sweet tea, um, it's sweet when people go to your LinkedIn profile and they know who you are and what you do. And I think one of the most common mistakes, you know, especially now when people are looking for jobs, when we're trying to promote our businesses, is they go in there and they say, VP of operations, right? Blah. <laughs> I mean, why is that a bad idea? Well, first of all, who cares? Really? I mean, you know, good on them for being the VP of operations, but really nobody cares. They want to know what you do. They really don't care diddly about what your title is. Mhm. Yeah, and I, you know, a title and VP of operations, operations of what, you know, and yes. unless you know the company and what divisions you cover and mm-hmm. what people you manage, I mean, it really doesn't mean anything. So, you know, the the biggest thing about LinkedIn that I think that people miss is that it, it's a place for you to create relationships, and right. so I think that you know what your what what your whole LinkedIn experience should be is to enhance that relationship. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you think that people need to be thinking about when they're creating their headshot, their header, their title? I mean, what are people missing? Well, the first thing that they really have to think about, and again, thank you so much for having me on the program. We always do have a, a blast when we talk. Um, they need to think about why. Why are they on LinkedIn? Are they on to get a job? Because your profile will be written totally different than if you're the business owner who's wanting to connect with peers or potential employees. Um, you know, it, it, why really is the first question that you need to consider, then everything else flows from that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people say is, you know, what do you want to do? And they say, yep. <laughs> like yeah. I want, I want to get a job. I want to connect right. with peers. Mm-hmm. I want to, co- you know, attract my or perfect employees. Everybody's on LinkedIn, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and I think that people have to really kind of, like you said, at the moment where mm-hmm. you're at today, what mm-hmm. is the most important thing you want to get across? Right. Because if you send mixed messages, it's not the same as mixed mm-hmm. drinks. Mixed right. drinks make you happy. Mm-hmm. Mixed messages don't necessarily do that, right? They confuse me. Yeah. 
So, and when people get confused, one of my favorite sayings is, and I heard this from a buddy of mine who does email, he says, if you make them choose, they get confused. Right. And then we go somewhere else. Exactly. So, so when somebody's constructing, I think we have like 220 characters, which isn't a lot mm-hmm. of space. What are we trying to get across? I mean, what are the main things that people are looking for when they come to your profile? Because I think that's it. Say you answered a... You know, you, you answered a question in one of those polls or somebody noticed you and they click on it. When they mm-hmm. get to your profile, what are they looking at and what are they hoping to find? Right. Well, first, they darn well better see a, a good current photo um, that is professional. You know, it shouldn't be you and, and the dog unless you're a dog trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so you have to have that good photo. And then the headline really is absolutely critical. It's, you know, there, there are those things called newspapers that we still on occasion read. And, you know, it, those those headlines were what grabbed people and got them to read the article. So you want to make the headline the absolute most enticing that it can be in order to get somebody's attention so that they go, oh, I want to know more about this person. So if it just says vice president of operations, really, why do you want to read anymore? And, and that's, I think, maybe the key is is you want people to do, you know, and, and again, it goes back to what we said. What do you want them to do, right? Mm-hmm. And if your goal is to make them read the summary or about section below mm-hmm. to find out more details about you, that's awesome. Then, right. you know, say, you know, find out more in my summary. If you mm-hmm. use up those characters, if you can't say enough, say that. Find out more in my summary. Mm-hmm. If um, you want them to connect with you, say, find out more connect with me right mm-hmm. i mean tell if you tell people what to do they will act on right it. yeah and so i think the key thing too is then when you're filling out your profile i think that there's so many other places where you can use that same philosophy right mm-hmm. i mean there's lots of other opportunities right so give us some examples of of what you've helped other people do what what have you kind of instructed them on well i always tell them more doesn't it doesn't matter what you have done on your profile usually you can write more you can include more information um you know you i, I it just drives me nuts when i go to someone's about section and they have two sentences. You've got 2,000 characters. Now, I'm not saying you have to fill out that full 2,000 because sometimes that gets to be a a lot. But again, give people the reason why they want to get to know you, why they want to build a relationship with you, why they want to trust you. Because they're not going to connect with you. They're not going to help you. They're not going to want to be helped by you. They're not going to want to give you money if they don't trust you. So tell them in that about section as much as you possibly can. Same with all of your your um, experiences. Tell them what you did. People love numbers, you know. So be able to say that you were in, you know, as the the VP of operations, you managed a budget of two point three million dollars and saved the company twenty five percent every year. Sometimes your numbers might not be impressive. So, you know, percentages work, but it really is one of those things where you just want more. Now, you don't want to go overboard. You know, I've I've seen people who have had 10, 20 former jobs. You want the ones that pertain. You know, when when I was a waitress in college, I wasn't very good at it, but I definitely don't want to include that now. It has absolutely nothing to do with anything that I do. So that's not something that you include. So think about, you know, so more isn't always better 
in every situation, but tell people more. Um, you know, think of this as the first meeting that you have with somebody. So, are you going to give them enough information that they go, "Oh, hey, I really want to read more about Brian," and more importantly, I want to connect with Brian. Mm-hmm. So, tell me about um, the hidden gem known as the contact button. So, if you have your contact information, I think one of the things that happens is. People, A, don't know it's there, and B, they don't put in all the information because they're afraid somebody's going to add them to an email list or cold call them or Mm -hmm. something. But, you know, aren't they going to do that anyways, whether you have that in there or not? They are. You know, if they're going to spam you, they're going to spam you. Um, You know, and and so you want to to give that information and, and give them as much as you possibly can. So on, in the contact button, um, you can list your websites, you can list your phone number, your email, you know, and, and it's, it's okay to set up an email address. Maybe that's just from your LinkedIn mm-hmm. so that you're, you know, if you're getting spam, it's, you know, it's not damaging, say your work email or, or things like that, but you know, we, it, we, it comes back to the kiss principle. You have to keep it simple. And if you're not doing that, if you're, you know, if somebody wants to connect with you and they don't know how, or they can't find a way, it's just like you confused them. They go on to the next person. So give them that information. And yes, you will get spammed. That's just the way of life anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Another thing that I think is kind of important is how often do you recommend that people go and look at their own profile from a third party's eyes? Or does it make sense to have somebody else look at it for you, your friends or something like that? I mean, it, it, you know, I always tell people with a website, if you haven't updated your website in three years, it's old. Get off my lawn. Yes, it's- <laughs> You know, how often do you suggest that people go back and review their LinkedIn profile? If you haven't been doing a lot of things, so say, for example, you you didn't change jobs or, you know, something like that, maybe every six months is okay to review it. Again, have, you know, as you mentioned, have somebody else review it who knows you and can say, oh my gosh, you just finished a big project. You just were the chair of a volunteer committee. You know, all of those things that we we sometimes put in the back of our mind, or more importantly, we think, eh, who's going to care? It's it's still important information to put in there. Um, so I actually tell people once a quarter, go in and look and just see, is what you have still relevant and important? And more importantly, what can you update it with? Um, mm-hmm. You know, because that, you know, it, it, it's kind of like those websites that you look at and, and they're ancient. If I go to somebody's LinkedIn profile and it's clear that they have not touched it in years, I'm probably not even going to communicate with them because I might be thinking, you know what? I don't even know if they even go to LinkedIn. So, you know, it's it's okay to review it every, you know, three months or so. Mm-hmm. That's one of my litmus tests. And we're going back to the contact info. You can put in your birthday. You don't right. have to put in the year. You right. have to tell. We don't you want know. to tell people how old we are. <laughs> right. But one of the things that I do is I'll go wish people a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And if they don't respond, especially after two years, you know, mm-hmm. did last year, or did this year, they right. don't respond. I just remove them as a connection. Mm-hmm. They're not paying attention. Right. 
you know, if they do respond, it's a bonus to both of us. We're mm-hmm. reconnecting. Right. And, you know, and I know that they're looking at it and legit. So I, I think that that's another thing, too, mm-hmm. is it gives you an, a connection opportunity with people mm-hmm. who already know, like, and trust you, right? Right. right. Or at least they know you exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that you're still breathing. That's mm-hmm. always important. Right. Breathing is really important. So, are there any other overarching tips as far as looking at your profile, looking at your LinkedIn, that you would give people about you know trying to make better connections or or helping people to get to know you better? You know, some of it is just the basics. You know, we mentioned having a great photo. You want to have a great cover image, even if it's just you know a, a scenic view of a city. You want to have something there besides what LinkedIn, you know, kind of defaults and and puts there. One of the absolute most critical things, and I see people make this mistake over and over again, typos. Mm. You know, and and part of the problem is when you're doing it in LinkedIn, depending on your browser, it might not tell you, hey, you've misspelled this word. So that's why you want to go into uh, something like uh, Microsoft Word, put it through that, and then read it out loud. Mm. That's where it will make sense or not make sense. Um, You know, so just it it really is go back to the basics. And imagine when you're reading these things, if someone has never met you, what are they going to think? You know, if you are, say, an insurance salesman, and you've got those fancy certifications, and you don't spell license correctly, Hmm. I'm not going to trust you with my money. Um, you know, and, and so really, it, in, in many cases, it does come down to the basics. Yeah, and I think that's such a great idea of just reading it out loud, because I think when you read things, they sound very different than when you read them, because we tend to, you know, we read to think like we talk a right. lot of times. Mm-hmm. And if you say, you know, perfect example of this, I have 14 years experience, you know, it, but if you say, I've been doing this, I've, as mm-hmm. apostrophe VE, mm-hmm. it's just so much more friendly, open and communicative. And I think if that's the way that you talk, that's the way that you should write, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's perfectly acceptable to include some fun little things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't, obviously, this is not Facebook. This is not TikTok. So, you know, we're not getting carried away. But part of building a relationship with someone is knowing some of those fun little things. Mm-hmm. Um, in my headline, I have added the words college sports fan. Mm-hmm. Now, I do volunteer for the the um, University of Colorado, but that really doesn't have anything to do with what I do professionally, being a college sports fan, but it catches people's attention. And I've had multiple people contact me and say, I'll talk to you, but you have to tell me what team you root for. You know, and so it's just a little something that people kind of, it gets their attention in a way that for the most part, you know, is, is, you know, is something that's positive, you know, be cautious about what you're doing. I mean, you know, you might not want to say, who you voted for in the last election, um, yeah. you know, some, some things like that, unless that is what you do for a living. You know, maybe you run campaigns. Okay, then maybe you're going to include politics. But it's okay to have a little fun with this because it, it, it's, it's, as you said, it's, we need to show our personality. Absolutely. And one of the things I think that I remember, and I haven't found it in a long time, is they used to have an interests section Mm -hmm. where you could say and i put it in there golf and music and stuff like that and i can't find it anymore no it's it's gone um that's where you can include it in the about section 
you know, mm-hmm. just say, it, it's kind of like when you read somebody's bio, you know, you do this and I do this when we're reading somebody's bio on the podcast, mm-hmm. we get down to the end and we say, and Brian likes playing golf and, and he has this wonderful new puppy. And that's okay to put that in your about section. Yeah, because it's a great icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole thing. It's like, hey, you got a dog. What kind of dog? You're into sports. What teams do you support? Yeah, right. all of that stuff. And and that's really good you know, kind of get the ball rolling in a relationship kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, so the, the great points, Deb. And so, you know, I appreciate you and your time and your energy and excitement. And I know other people are going to want to contact you. So what's the best way for them to get a hold of you now? The easy thing is, of course, we want them to go to LinkedIn, and it is my full name there because there are amazingly other Deb Creers. So my LinkedIn profile is Deborah Creer, and that's D E B O R A H K R. I-E-R. Please send me a request to connect. In it, tell me that you heard this program because then I'm more likely to go, ooh, this is someone I want to connect with. Absolutely. So mention one of two things. Well, actually, one of three things on Deb's uh, connection request. Mention bacon, beagles, or buffaloes. And that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the high points. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Deb, this has been an absolute joy as usual. I so appreciate you coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. And I look forward to being on your podcast again and having you back on mine soon. Of course, of course. It is the Mutual Admiration Society. Yay! Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>